everyone. Welcome to episode 189, Why We Feel Stuck. Meet our mom, Kelly Hutchison. She is a life coach. She is a child counselor. She is a teacher. She's a parent coach. And she's a mom to us. She will teach you to stop yelling at your kids. She will teach you to get your kids to lesson. She will teach you how to never sleep with mommy guilt again. She will teach you how to be an imperfect mom. So you can help your kids be imperfect too. And have harmony in the home. Oh my, this episode has been rolling around in my head for many, 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 many weeks and months because it's one of those I want to do just right and do it perfectly. And then I'm just going to do a B minus because I keep putting it off wanting to be perfect. And then I'm like, Kelly, my dear, practice what you preach. So why we feel stuck is a very, very important topic because I hear from so many of you and I hear from my own brain that we know what we need to do, especially with the new year. Everyone feels so fresh and refreshed, and it's like getting the brand new Trapper Keeper at the beginning of the school year, and you're just like, this year's gonna be different, and I'm gonna be so organized, and I'm gonna keep all my folders clean, clean and crisp. And then after the semester goes on, after a couple weeks, you lose your pencils, your folders start to rip, things fall down the drain, resolutions kind of just disappear, but it kind of shows how much our brain can turn on and turn off when the moment is right. Because everyone has that same feeling of refreshed new energy with a new year. At the same time, when we think about it logically, nothing actually changes. It's just something that the calendar people made up that the year is going to change on December 31st in America. And it's going to go over on January 1st and become a brand new year. Now, it's different in different countries, but in USA, that is our new year. You see the ball drop, there's so much excitement, and it's all just made up, which is pretty good news to know because we can have our New Year's resolution and we can have our new year and that fresh feeling at a moment's notice. We are just experiencing collectively, so that momentum and that energy gives you that feeling of the fresh start. A lot of people feel this like on the on a Monday. On Thursday, they're Friday, they're just like worn out, and they're like, I'm gonna start fresh on Monday. Monday's gonna be when I start eating clean. After a weekend of like overindulging, they're like Monday, 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 Monday. And what the reason why that's happening is because we're just putting off what we know we should be doing, and it just feels easier to do it in the future. So many of my clients come to me and they're like, Kelly, I know what to do. I know I need to eat right. I know I need to exercise. I know I need to stop yelling. I know I need to have my house more organized. I know I, I want to start my coaching business, be a freelance photographer, stop working underneath someone as a photographer, or leave the corporate world to become a photographer, or open my Etsy shop. So they're saying over and over and over, I know what to do to get there, but why can't I eat right? Why can't I exercise consistently? Why can't I start working on my coaching business? Why am I angry all the time? Why can't I stop yelling? Why can't I just log into Etsy and put up one thing? Why can't I just post something about my photography business and see if I get any nibbles? Why can't I, why can't I, why can't I, why can't I? Now, a lot of times they ask me that 
And a lot of times I'll ask myself that about all of the above, which I just said. I'm in earth school with you. So this is not me talking to you. This is talking with you. But when we know how the brain works, it's a lot of freedom because it's like something is holding us against our will when we are holding ourselves against our will. So that's why willpower doesn't work because it's us against us. It's me against me. It's you against you. But then we think it's something else outside of us that can give us that relief, that can give us the results. So it might be through, we might look through someone else to be our unicorn. Well, I can't motivate myself. I can't work against my own willpower. So maybe if I meet with a trainer or maybe if I had different kids or maybe if I was out more outgoing to work on my coaching or photography or Etsy business, or maybe if I had better genetics, I would be able to exercise more consistently. I was never an athlete as a child. So why would I start now as an adult? Because working out is related to athletes and I'm not an athlete. I quit softball when I was in seventh grade. Whatever that story is, it's really good to know what that story is because what we talk about all the time on our podcast is that circumstances are very neutral. Now, circumstances are things that happen outside in the world. We have to look at that with a neutral lens just for a nanosecond. Things that are not in our control, like other people, and I wish on a hundred genie bottles that other people were within, our, were within our control. If that was the case, I feel like our house would be running a lot smoother, but I cannot control the people in our house and outside our house, just like you can't. So you might be spending a lot of your time trying to control all the people within your four walls or trying to control all the people within your four walls growing up and now they're outside your four walls. And you're like, well, now I can actually control them. And I control their actions or inactions. I can control how much they're into me or not into me. I can control how much they call or don't call or text or don't text or show up for the kids' games or don't show up for the kids' games. Do you see where I'm going with this? It's all outside of our control. The world out there is not in our control. The past is not in our control. It's already been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Been there, done there, got the trauma t-shirt. Been there, done there, got the pain t-shirt. I've already experienced that. So those are things that are outside of our control. Now, when we know that emotions are in the driving seat at all times, we're talking about ourselves now, because when we can understand it within ourselves, then we can see it so clearly within our kids and all the people around us. Because when we know about the model, the model is that the circumstances are completely neutral. Then we have thoughts about the circumstance. And those thoughts create the feelings, which drive your actions, which create the results. Now, if you look at this, I know this is an audio podcast, obviously, but if you visualize it, keep your eyes open, if, especially if you're driving or working out, CTFAR, the circumstances are completely neutral. Then we have thoughts about the circumstance, and then the thoughts drive our feelings, which drive our actions, which drive our results. This is really good to know because the feelings are what drive all of our actions. So everything we do or we don't do is because of a feeling. Now, we think that that feeling comes from the person, or it comes from the genetics, or it comes from the past. So we give all of our feeling emotional power to the circumstance. It could be a toddler, it could be a spouse, it could be a genetics, it could be your past, it could be your parents, it could be your uncle, it could be your greedy good grandpappy in the C-line of the model. This is really good news, because this is how you get your power back. So our thoughts about the circumstance drive our feelings, which drive our actions, which drive our results. 
And no one teaches us this because it's always, you know, go apologize to Johnny because you hurt his feelings. We always are blaming the other person for our feelings. If they would just do X, then I wouldn't have to feel Y. And it doesn't work like that. And that's where we have so much frustration. If someone could just sat us down and taught us the model when we were younger, we wouldn't be suffering so much because we would realize that we have to be in control of our thinking because it drives all of our feelings. The feelings are the epicenter of all the things. So a lot of times we have to do a lot of reprogramming of the brain because if we have a feeling of loneliness, the thought could be no one loves me. So then we grab that Snickers bar and the Snickers bars loves me or the Snicker bar just helps us numb out a little bit so we don't have to have that feeling of loneliness. And this is what kind of meditation teaches us. This is what thinking about our thinking and being the watcher of our thoughts teaches us. And this is hopefully what you've learned on our podcast is that when we're the watcher of our thoughts, then we could just watch our thoughts like a waves in the ocean and they just come and they go. And the thoughts are driving the feelings versus the person or the genetics or something outside of us. Because that's why life feels so out of control and it feels like a roller coaster because we're at the effect of other people, other things, things that happened in our past when we were younger that we had no control over. But it's very hard to be in that meditative state all day long. I know for one, it's hard for me to meditate longer than three minutes. I have to do it in three times of three minute increments throughout the day to even get nine minutes in. So assuming we're not on a beach somewhere meditating for 17 hours a day and asleep for the other hours, we have to live our life not in a meditative state, we can use those practices that we learn from meditation and higher thinking and consciousness and bring that into our everyday. Remember, we have 60,000 thoughts a day. 80% of those thoughts are going to lean to the negative because it's trying to protect us. The brain is like the bouncer at a bar. I only allow people here that are over the age of 21 because I don't want my bar shut down. And if I allow underage drinking in here, even with a fake ID, this whole thing, my whole business is gone. So your brain is like the bouncer at the bar. We're not mad about it. We just know about it. This is my brain, your brain, your goody goody grandpappy's brain. This is such good news because when we get control of our thinking, then we have a little bit more authority over our life and we just start become the watcher of our thoughts and allow the junk thoughts and the negative thinking to still be there and just offer an op- the opposite alternative to the brain. Like, what if we thought about that way? And you can just watch your brain have a toddler tantrum right in front of you. Remember, the brain is like a toddler with a Sharpie marker running through your house. You cannot assume that you're not going to get Sharpie marker on your walls because the toddler is holding the Sharpie marker. Our brain is the same way. Without mind management, the mind will manage us. So the negative might come from a way to resist change. It might come from childhood wounds. It might come from childhood messaging that you got from mom, dad, greedy, greedy, grandpappy, coaches, teachers, something outside of you because you were unconscious as a child and you were supposed to and you just took everything that was coming in on all cylinders, you just took it as factual. So there's a level of brainwashing, positive and negative, that went into the brain had a seat and was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here for a while and this is how we're going to live life. Now, brainwashing, when you think about the word washing the brain, we're actually cleaning up the brain. Even if you had the perfect childhood, all the things, your brain will still go to the negative because it's felt pain before, whether from other people, from other situations, from other weight loss programs, from running, from opening a 
Etsy shop and not having any sales, it's had rejection before. So it's like, whoa, 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 we're not going to do that again. That's why toddlers are so fearless because they don't have any governors, so to speak. Whenever we run a U-Haul, my dad explained to me how a governor works on a U-Haul. They don't want you speeding in the U-Haul because you can lose control a lot easier. So they put a governor on, you can only go over a certain speed. I think that's how it works. I'm sure my dad will correct me if I'm wrong. But a governor is like a way to hold back so the U-Haul doesn't go 110 on the highway. And it's so easy to lose control because you're carrying so much weight and it wastes so much gas. So a lot of people, and I do this too, and I did this before I knew about this all the time, and that's why I was so frustrated. I took and tried to create change all from the action line of the model. If I could just have better willpower, if I just had more self-control, if I just had more discipline, and that's why the new year, the new Monday, the new week breeds so much of that action line where it comes from that spot because the feeling is one of renewal and freshness and motivation. But the feeling comes from the thought. And the thought is, it's a brand new week. I'm going to do things differently. And then by the weekend, it's like, mm, that didn't really do much when I took action. So let's just chill out and eat some bonbons and watch Netflix. So you're actually working against the feel. You're working with the feeling at the beginning of the week. But then as the week progresses, you're working against that feeling. You're working against your own brain. It's like swimming upstream when the stream is coming against you. You're going against the grain. And that's why it feels so tough. And then you go to sleep and then your brain's kind of like in the right mode. And it's like, why didn't I do that? And then we beat ourselves up and then it's rinse, repeat. I promise tomorrow will be differently. And then the cycle and we feel like we're on the crazy cycle. Now we talk about the crazy cycle all the time with kids and the yelling, but this can be in any area of your life. So when we're trying to make change from the action line, that's why things peter out. That's why the trapper keeper gets messy because we're not looking at our thoughts about our feelings, which creates the action. So a great example I like to use with clients is when they want to lose weight and they're like, I know I need to eat right. I know I need to exercise. I know I need to drink more water. I know I need to do X, Y, Z, but then I just don't do it. And I feel uncomfortable in my own skin and I just don't know why I can't take action. And then we're so frustrated with ourselves because we're not taking action because we have to look at our thoughts about our feelings, which drive our results. So the circumstance is completely neutral. Let's say the number on the scale or your size of your clothes, that's completely neutral. That goes at the top of the model. That's completely neutral. Then we have some, a thought about it. Now, sometimes clients will tell me, what's the point of exercising? Because I've done it before and nothing changes. Or they'll say all the things I said before, like I'm not an athlete. I don't really need to do this. I'll do it tomorrow. So then the feeling could be one of apathy because you've been hurt so many times before or you just kind of, the apathy is driving the action. So that's why it's like, mwah, mwah, mwah. that's why you're not doing the thing you want to do. That's why I'm not doing the thing I want to do is because the thought about it is not very motivating, is not very encouraging. It's very self-defeating. And then we use that as evidence to beat ourselves up. If I just had better willpower, if I just had more discipline, if I would just raise differently, if I was just an athlete, but I will, pro I, I will promise you, you cannot create change when you're constantly beating yourself up. You can't change because you'll buckle under the pressure. You'll give into the willpower. There is no such thing as willpower because all willpower is, is driven by, we think it's the action, but it's actually driven by our thoughts. So we'll put willpower in the C line of the model, like, oh, willpower. And then we'll say, I don't have any willpower. And then our feeling is one of apathy or defeat. And then the action is like, 
I'll do it tomorrow. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, because we're not looking at our thoughts. So once you are able to grab the thought that is causing the feeling, then you can have some compassion and grace and some kindness about it. Like, oh, I see you, brain. I see what you're doing. Talk gently to it, just like it's a toddler. Everyone, unarm yourself. I got to get that marker out of the toddler's hand. You're not going to freak out on the toddler. You're just like, oh, and you're just very cool and no big deal energy when you're approaching the toddler with the Sharpie. Oh, let's look over here. And you talk with that voice. So that's the same voice and compassion that you have with yourself because you allow it to be there. And you're like, oh, that's so fascinating. That came from XYZ. That came from my past. That came from my ex-spouse. That it came from my brain wanting to stop myself. We don't need to lay on a therapist's couch and figure out where it came from. We just have to know that it's there. And if you want to find out where the origin is, that's okay. But you don't have to spend a lot of time in that spot of finding out the origin. You just like, oh, that's so fascinating that's there. If you wanna take it to the next level, then you can find out why it's there or where it came from, but that is not necessary. Once you find out what the thought is, I want you to allow that thought to be there for a couple days, couple weeks, whatever you need, and just be a watcher of it. Like, that's so fascinating. And one of interest and curiosity versus blame, shame, and I'm not good enough. So you can see why the thought, it wouldn't matter anyway if I worked out, or it wouldn't matter anyway if I eat healthy. You can see why that would create apathy, and that's why you're not taking action. It's not from genetics. It's not from the scale. It's not from the clothes. It's not from something outside of you. It's not trying to find the perfect workout program or the perfect meal plan. Then you decide with authority and emotional adulthood if you want to change that thought. You don't have to change that thought. You can just be aware of that's why you're not taking action or that's why you are taking action of overeating is because of the thought, not from anything related to your willpower or discipline or good enoughness. That's where the brain wants to go to. And then it just rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. And that's why change is so hard, especially for an older brain. My kids and I are both doing Duolingo, which is teaching us Spanish. And every day there's like a five to 10 minute lesson. And then you take quizzes and they are flying through the lessons. And I'm just like on the struggle bus because I'm almost 50 and they're in their teens and they're just like, oh, this isn't that difficult because their brain is more malleable. It's not this Play-Doh that's been left out overnight. And that's just really good to know. It's not like we give up because we're almost pushing 50. It's like, oh, this is where I have more authority over my brain. And then you can teach your kids the same thing. Remember the motivational triad with the brain. It wants to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and be efficient. So it wants to do the same old, same old. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. We're about to get a puppy. Teaching this puppy tricks is going to be very easy. Maggie is five. It's very hard to teach her new tricks. So we don't even try. We just kind of go along with it. We make sure we vacuum when she's not in the house because she flips out over the vacuum. Now, if this puppy has issues with the vacuum, we could probably nip it in the bud. But over time, Maggie has feared the vacuum so much that the fear has gotten even worse over time. And now we can't even vacuum around her. But teaching that to the new pup, easy as pie. Whether we do it or we get a trainer, we definitely have to bring a trainer in to help her with the vacuum. And you can see it in puppies versus dogs. You can see it in kids versus us. That's really good news. Maggie can still learn it. It's still okay to teach an old dog new tricks. It's harder but it's still possible. So we are now the older dog afraid of the vacuum, afraid of building the business, afraid of losing weight, afraid of eating healthier, afraid of slowing down the drinking, afraid of slowing down the vaping or the pot or the cigarettes or the tobacco. It's very afraid. 
So when you know where your action and inaction comes from, you can have more authority over it. Decide if you want to keep thinking that thought and then have your own back instead of beating yourself up, using it as evidence of not being good enough. And that's where change comes from. It does not come from the action line. I promise I am a stack of Bibles. I could give you the best planner, best workout program, best eating plan. You'll never be hungry. You'll never, ever feel a negative emotion. I could give that to you and it would still fail. Why? Because the thoughts are driving the feelings, which are driving the actions, not the action line. Everybody comes to me and they want to spend so much time in the action line. And we can, but that's not where results come from. The results come from focusing on the T line to make yourself feel unstuck and knowing that the stuckness that we're feeling comes from the T line and not from the A line. It's like we all feel stuck in the chair and then all of your friends, all your coaches, all your therapists, all your teachers, all your neighbors, all your greedy, greedy grandpappies, all your spouses, all your kids, all your ex-spouses are all saying, just stand up. You're sitting in the chair and you want to get up. Just stand up. And you're sitting in the chair and we're sitting in the chair going, I can't stand up. The reason why is because they're telling us to do something from the A-line. If we just focus on the A-line, that will peter out and dissolve. But when we get our real authority is focusing on the T-line. And sometimes we want to have negative thoughts in the T-line and being okay with that. The role of the model is not to feel happy all the time. Remember, it's a 50-50 experience. So if you want to feel uncomfortable in your skin, know that it's coming from your thoughts and be okay with that. And then you learn how to feel tricky emotions. Okay, this is what loneliness feels like. This is what rejection feels like. This is what sadness feels like. And then you can kind of feel that feeling. You're like, oh, it's a vibration going through my body. I didn't die from it. And you're on the other side of it. And then you become a watcher of your life versus thinking that all of these things, whether it's the house, whether it's the business, whether it's the weight, whether it's the size of the clothes, has anything to do with your value and your worthiness. You throw that out and then life becomes more fun. And you know what? When life becomes more fun for us, it becomes more fun for our kids. And then we all have more harmony in the home. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com and if you really wanna fill up my love cup, Send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, what was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening. I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.